Hey, what's up? It's me again. 7.45 in the morning. Driving home from work. Doing that third shift. So, uh, it used to be... I used to hate it, but now I'm like, I'm getting used to it. So, it's not impossible. So, I might be on to something. But, uh, anyways, I um, was thinking about something. And it came to me that there's a certain um, a certain saying. It's, it's called familiarity breeds contempt so when I thought about that right I think about it and it's it's a human nature thing more than a negative thing you know what I'm saying like we almost use it to keep us from like understanding each other instead of instead of flipping it around and saying this is bound to happen you know what I'm saying especially during relationships when you're with somebody even and I'm not just saying like you know Relationships like uh, romantic relationships. I mean, like any relationship. The more you're around somebody, the more you're around something, it's gonna it's gonna cause some kind of discomfort eventually. Now, familiarity breeds contempt. For me, um, in the context of physicality, like I think a lot of people, you know, they say, you know, when you get married, the sex stops or the longer you're with somebody, the less less attractive you feel towards them, or you know, I'm just you, you just fall you just fall out of love with a person. And I think a lot of times it's just because we're so used to the visceral physical response, we're so addicted to the to the visceral physical response that anything less than that becomes disappointing. You know what I'm saying? And I think you know, a lot of times we forget that. Everything that, that happens in your life is not going to determine. It's not going to create a response, or it's not going to create a physical response. Even if you do something with somebody, you could you can like hug somebody today, and then tomorrow you can hug that person, and it might feel differently. And then you're saying, "Whoa, whoa, that felt different." Or you can kiss somebody today, and, you, and then tomorrow you kiss the same person. You're like, "Whoa, that felt different." The same thing with sex. You know what I'm trying to say? And I think we don't know our bodies enough to understand that. Our bodies, you know, we, we're, our bodies will always get used to something, and it will it will change how we feel about it. We would it would change our response, like, which is why like monogamy is like such a hard thing for a lot of people because your body responds to to the person you've been with for a while in a way that's like that's less, you know, less emotional, less less chemically charged, right? And I think that's where a lot of times we get, you know, when people start cheating or get or get bored with the person, you know, it just doesn't feel the same. There's just something about it. It's not, it's not, it's just different. And it could be the same person. It could be the same experience. The person could be great in every aspect, but like just something that you're going through that's saying, ugh, I don't know about this. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times we just get naturally turned off by people just because we're so you know we're so used to like feeling great we want to feel great all the time and you know i always talk about the saying like there's no sex like good sex when there's no sex like new sex when it comes to to people especially men and a lot of times that that uh when you're with the same person for a long time you know start looking over your shoulder you start feeling certain ways and you want to 
get that experience again. You want to get that old thing back, or do you want to get that excitement? That's why if a person breaks up and then they, they get back together, it's like, boom, back in love again. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, if, if you don't have a foundation of, like, real love, then you're just going to keep doing that breakup, makeup, breakup, makeup type of thing because li- literally you're, 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 you're get, you're sick, you get sick of the person. You, you don't see the person for a, few while, a little while. You miss the person, and then it's like a brand-new experience again. You know what I'm trying to say? But the same the same problems that you have will always come back because you didn't really solve anything. You just you just it's like a new person all over again because you your body didn't get your body unac- got unaccustomed to that person. You know what I'm saying? And it's a hard it's a hard thing to understand because we don't we don't we think that we're supposed to be in love all the time we're supposed to feel great all the time you're supposed to make me feel great all the time and naturally that's impossible because nothing's gonna make you feel great all the time nothing even musicians when they when they're playing their music and they're like in love with the music to write a song to go through the process of getting up every day going to the studio you know, putting in the work, writing a, an album, tweaking this, tweaking that. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, that's work. That's not going to feel good. You know what I'm trying to say? But the finished product might be a banging album, and then they're like, all the hard work was worth it. And I think we forget about, in terms of relationships, we forget, we forget that there's hard work that's involved in relationships. For the finished product to be paradise I'm assuming like we don't we don't ask ourselves to create a paradise for each other you know what I'm trying to say and what would it take for me and you to create a paradise for each other and I think that's where we have to put our minds into not how does it feel during the moment because how it feels during the moment can change at any moment because you don't have control over how your body feels but what can we do to create a paradise for each other? And how can we like change our actions to where we're actually building something to where it might be automatically great when we when we interact with each other? You know what I'm saying? Like we can um we can blame people for our shortcomings and our misgivings in terms of relationships and we can pretend like you know, it's always the other person's fault. But I think we forget that naturally, it's just a natural human response to not respond <laughs> totally awesome all the time, if that makes sense. So I, know, I just wanted to put that out there because I think um, when it comes to like men, especially, I think women, women go through things too, but like men, I think we go through that a lot you know what I'm saying and I think we're addicted to that to that to that emotion that feeling and I think that's where we have to learn how to like not get so riled up about how good it feels you know what I'm saying that's like when you walk past a girl and she got a banging body just the first time you ever see a girl with a banging body and you go crazy oh oh you see that ah ah you know what I'm saying like you're already imagining 
like what it's gonna feel like when you have sex with her. And you know, since you don't really know her, you're automatically gonna think that it's gonna feel good because you know, society tells you when a girl has a big booty, the, the sex feels good. And I don't. That's not necessarily true. But I mean, you know, that's what they teach us because it looks so good and visually appealing and you know, I you know, I've been with big booties, small booties, skinny, fat, short, tall, whatever. And they're all different. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like one thing's better than the other. Like it might look better, but like when you're there in the experience, you'd be surprised at who you have the most chemistry with. But, um, you know, I think we just need to really understand ourselves and, and let our bodies do what it do without blaming the other person. You know what I'm saying? And being honest about it, like saying, yo, you know, it, it, it's going to happen. It's naturally going to happen, especially if you're with somebody every single day. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I think... You know, we really have to understand like that when it comes to being in relationships. We can't hold our partners accountable for making us feel good all the time. Because then that's like, then that's just going to just gonna make you crazy. Because you're going to think like, damn, I don't feel good anymore. And you're going to be like, up oh, next. And then you're going to make your partner self-conscious because you're telling your partner, ah, I don't feel good anymore. What are you doing differently? What's wrong with you? Rah, rah, rah. You know what I'm saying? And in the meantime, we're not we're not really loving each other. We're just like we're just there to make the other the other person feel good. You're you're with me to make me feel good, and I'm with you to make you feel good. And if we don't make each other feel good, then we're not meant to be. Right? So there's a hard sell when it comes to like being in a relationship even though you're not comfortable all the time. It's a tough sell. And the, the 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 learning the learning process is actually what is what is love to me, and what is love? What is actual, real, true love? You know what I'm saying? And I think it's hard for us to really understand what real, true love is because when you say love, you think of it from a personal receiving experience. We, 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 we think of love as something that we receive. And when we think about receiving love, we think about how good it feels to receive love. You know what I'm saying? But if we actually think about love as a gift, knowing that love isn't always going to feel good when we're giving it to people. Because sometimes you got to do things that make you uncomfortable in order to give love. And... That's the that's the part of that that makes relationships hard because you're gonna give love and that that sometimes you might not like want to or feel like it. You know, your man wants you to cook him a dinner. You don't feel like cooking. You know, that's a part of the love experience for him, but you don't feel like doing it. So you just say, "Man, I'm good." You know what I'm saying? And then think about it now from an instance where like now women who say, "I don't cook, I don't cook, I don't I don't like cooking, I don't like cooking, I don't like cooking." And because they don't, they're not cooking from love. They're cooking from a from a um, a place of responsibility. Like oh, I have to cook, 
and there's no joy in it. I don't feel any joy from cooking because it's not really something that I'm that I experienced like like as a gift. Look, cooking to you is more like a favor to people and also like a chore. So when women say they don't cook, it's just because they're not experiencing cooking from a place of love. You know what I mean? Like, I know more men that cook now than women do. Like, I cook more because I like to cook and I want to cook. And if I'm with somebody, I'm cooking for you. And hopefully you like it. And I'm not going to say, Ugh, I'm not going to cook for her. Sick of cooking for her. You know what I'm saying? And I think that comes from, you know, just this comes from a different experience. We got to experience love differently. We don't do that, which is why we're all single. So, anyways. Uh, hope that helps you. It helps me just by putting it out there because I know me. I'm, I'm totally like visceral. Like my love, the lo- my love experience. If I had it my way, would be totally visceral and just, I just like that great feeling and there's hearts circling me all around and I'm just like floating on cloud nine and I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm throwing my nose up at the whole world because my boo. She got me, and we got. I got her, and this is like the wonderful, most awesomest experience ever. So, that's the place I come from, and I know like that. That's a that's something that I have to change about myself if I want to be in a real relationship, and if I want to give love in a way that's not just surface love. You know, surface love is easy to give because it's more. It's mostly physical, and it's natural to give surface love. It's natural to kiss somebody when you just meet her or hug somebody if you like the person, you know what I'm saying? But, like, the hard love to give, which doesn't really have any side effects, you might not feel great doing it, but it's still part of the love process, you know what I'm saying? And that's something I have to learn how to to do is be loved without feeling love. And being loved is, is a totally different experience because being loved, it comes from your spirit and from your soul, right? That comes from a deep, deep inner place. And I think the deeper you can go with your love is, is, the, heart, is the stronger, it, is the longer it will last, for instance. So if you come from a place of love, your deep spiritual self is, is emanating love. You can actually experience love in more than you know, in different ways, you know, maybe you'll experience love taking out the garbage or holding that or walking a dog down the street or, you know what I'm saying? Or going to a homeless shelter and feeding homeless people and you experience love that way, you know, and it won't just be all about the romantic relationship and it won't, you won't put so much pressure on yourself or your partner to make you feel good because you're already there. So, which comes, which is what I think, if you believe in God, that's where God, the real true God comes from yourself and comes from inside of you. And the real true God emanates from your spirit. The real true God isn't something, some man in a cloud telling you what what, what to do and what not to do. You know what I'm saying? True God is like, because death is, is some, for, for some reason, I'm... I've experienced a lot of death in my life and most of the death when you look back on on the death like I've also had dreams about the death 
and the people who die in the dreams, they're they're fine. They're comfortable, they're relaxed, they're good, everything's just wonderful. So, you know, we could talk we could talk about heaven and hell from a place of like, oh, you know, I, I got to do good now because I'm going to go to hell if I don't do good now. But being human, there's something spiritual that we don't we help we don't understand. But every time I think about a person and their death, they're not suffering. You know what I'm saying? So I think there is a paradise that's outside of this outside of this earth that we haven't even understood yet because all we do is we read these books and these books tell us that, hey, you're going to die, you're going to go to hell if you don't follow these rules. And to me, that's like bogus. But that's for another, that's another topic. The real reason why I put this out here is for, um, to tell us that, you know, if you feel like you're starting to get bored with your partner, that's normal. It's natural. Just, Go through it, understand what it is, and then try to figure out ways to go through it and either spice it up or just be. Just be. Just be non-responsive to physical stimuli sometimes. Be non-responsive to emotional stimuli. Sometimes if a person says something to you, and you don't respond to it, it's fine. You know? If your wife says I love you and you don't get that butterfly feeling after she says it, it's okay. Just be like, mm, I love you too. And you don't have to like overanalyze and say, damn, but do I love her? I don't feel like I love her. But sometimes I love her, sometimes I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like love is, a, is an experience and love is, is, is what you give, not what you feel. Anyways. I turned it I turned that into something. Thank you. I'm going to go. Bye.